stiff arms of crap after <laughs> Drake and Patrick right there. Fighting through contact, fighting through the offensive line, beating the double team, multiple moves stacked into one, just a play of pure domination. This is actual film, this is actual football talk. It's a football show, we're supposed to talk football, not storylines. And you are listening to another edition of Blue It Splits. Uh, actually just recorded like a whole 15, 20 minutes and somehow the internet went out. So I'm recording uh, the whole start of the podcast again, which is always a lot of fun. Um, but the fourth edition of Blue It Splits, Blitz, uh, 29 plays of Andrew Thomas today. Um, we're getting into a lot of the draft guys. The draft is in, in exactly three weeks from today. So um, I have eight guys to do podcast of on Twitter. I already put out um, Andrew Thomas and uh, Makai Becton and getting into Tristan Wirfs next actually today. Uh, once you listen to this, I'll already be putting up some of Tristan Wirfs and then we're getting to Wills. Then we'll get into the three receivers and then Chase on um, are the eight guys I, I have done. Uh, maybe if I have more time, I'll do Jones. Um and maybe Henderson, but I don't, I don't think so. I think honestly, I'll take those two, three, four, five days, probably, probably three or four days to catch up on some free agency things, uh, catch up on Desir and Van Roden, who I don't have their film done. So once I'm done with that whole month of draft, because after the draft, you know, whoever they draft in the first, second, third, fourth, you know, or first, second, third, third, fourth, fifth, six, whatever they have in the later rounds, I'm gonna have to do podcasts on all those guys too. So I'm gonna catch up a little bit. And that's not, you know, uh, that's not even including the guys they might sign. I think they're gonna still sign another, you know, maybe starter or two, no, no matter who it may be. But uh, Andrew Thomas today, probably do Makai Becton on Saturday, and then worse on Monday. So you guys have plenty of content coming your way in the next couple of the next three weeks before the draft, like I said, eight more podcasts at the minimum <laughs> uh, coming. Maybe we'll do eight podcasts in those three or four days. We'll do a mailbag right before. I, I think that sounds good. Um, just do the housekeeping. Uh, JRB31 on Twitter. Uh, follow me there. Like I said, you're going to get partial of the reviews. I usually, like I just said, I just did Andrew Thomas and Beckton. I put up a third of the plays I have on Twitter. Um, because if you're a subscriber to the website, $6 a month, you get the full review. Um, you get the list of strengths and weaknesses that you don't get on Twitter. You get, um, like I said, uh, uh, 66 more percent plays than you get off of a review on Twitter. And you also get more characters. So if there's a play I feel like needs a paragraph or two to describe instead of just being limited to 240 characters, I'll extend it a little bit, which helps understand some things. Uh, JetsXFactor.com, you can find a lot of my work. You can find uh, Nani's work there, Sabo's work there, where he's did articles about like Tom Hennessy, Trayvon Wesco, Jamal Adams, Marcus May, all these crazy different types of things. Uh, YouTube, you type in Blue It's Blitz, you'll find me there. Uh, subscribe, like it, uh, hopefully send it to some people who are interested in the Jets. And like I said, we're at 45 reviews. Uh, once we get to 50, um, I'll choose a random person out of all those people. I'll put it in like a list randomizer and we'll give a free uh, lifetime. Well, I'll make it lifetime. I don't know if it's supposed to be lifetime, but we'll make it lifetime. Um, subscription to the website. So it's a free $50 a month. Um, just write a couple of reviews. Like I said, it helps me get out to other people. And this, this podcast takes a lot of work, which uh, last week with Marcus Coleman um, was great. In, in my opinion, 41 plays of uh, Trayvon, not, not Trayvon Wesco, um, of Brashad Perryman. And we discussed a lot of things. We got into some deep, into some depth about uh, techniques and releases and what they should do and what they shouldn't do. So I thought it was a good podcast to listen to. So if you haven't listened to that, I would definitely go back. Those, those things, they're, they're, uh, 
their 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 shelf life is forever because in, until he plays the shelf life is until you know August or September when the Jets are playing. So that that podcast has a really long shelf life. So I definitely go back and watch that if you haven't yet. Um, like I said, I'm getting into a lot of the the draft guys now um, in terms of free agency. Before I get into Andrew Thomas, uh, the only thing I'm really looking for at this point, you guys know what it is. It's, it's really four positions: um, depth, wide receiver whether it be a guy like Geronimo Allison or Taylor Gabriel, just somebody to hold the fort just in case, you know, Perryman gets hurt, which he's had some injury things in the past, not, not extensive, but there has been some things pop up. Uh, Quincy Noir, he might not ever play for the Jets again. So if those guys go down, um, you have Jamison Crowder and Vincent Smith. And I don't know if Vincent Smith should necessarily be, even be on a roster right now. So, um, I would like to see them bring in a, a fourth, fifth guy. And if you draft two, two receivers, fine. Then you have some solid depth. You know, that's fine. So uh, looking to that, a receiver, uh, obviously at, at left tackle, you're looking for Trent Williams or you're looking for um, a guy at uh, Jason Peters. I prefer Jason Peters because he, yeah, he's older. He's six years older, but um, he's a he's a hold the fort guy for a year or two who's still a really good player. He's going to cost most likely less money. And he's also not going to, you're not going to need to trade anything um, you know, for him, where where a guy in Trent Williams, you might need to trade, um, you know, a second, third round pick for whatever um, it may be. So I'm looking to do that on the offensive line, uh, and then defense corner. We've talked about. It. I don't know why my nose is so itchy, so I'm, I'm still itching. I look like a crackhead. Um, but you have corners who, I'm, you know, I, I this year's okay, like a like a number two. But opposite of him in nickel sets, you're going to have, you know, if it's, if it's just two corners, I'm expecting pulled to be there um, as well. But in, in nickel sets, which is the primary set in, in NFL offenses, um, you're obviously only going, I mean, you're going to have Bless Austin or Mallette. And I'm not comfortable with either one of those guys. We've talked about the reason before. If you listen to the podcast, you've been following me on Twitter. I'm not comfortable with either one of those guys at number two. So I would really, really like to see um, my two top guys there are Amukamara, who's an older corner, but still pretty solid. And then Denard, who I think is like 27, 28 from the Bengals. And uh, I, I like him a lot. Or even Drake Kirkpatrick. I would like Denard more than Kirkpatrick. But um, I would like to see another, another corner added and then outside linebacker. I'm not in the whole clowny thing. I don't think the Jets are in the right position to do it. They don't have enough money to really do it. Um, they should reserve some of their money. And, you know, he's like a move if you're, if you're close to getting to, you know, to the Super Bowl, then do it. But I'm not all about that. Um, I would much rather go in the much lower tier of guy who might provide just as much pass rush, to be completely honest. Clowney is not a great pass rusher um just straight off the edge you know guy i think a guy on vinnie curry or cam wake who would come in and maybe play 50 60 percent of the snaps but not play running downs and obvious running situations and things like that um and that's when you throw in some of the beefy defensive linemen you have with you know mcclendon and fado Kasi and shepherd and quinn and williams and henry anderson and by the way quinn and williams just listened to a podcast or an interview whatever it was of oklahoma uh, oklahoma state uh, offensive line coach and he was saying that Quentin Williams is the only guy he prepped for in the last couple of years where he actually changed his game plan to him so uh, I'm excited for Quentin Williams let's just say that I'm excited for Quentin Williams Chris Herndon you know specifically and even Donald if he has more time I'm really excited to see some of those young guys um, but like I said uh, we're gonna get into some Andrew Thomas um, you know to wrap up for agency really quickly obviously just did that you know because I, I, I still do think the Jets will sign some guys um, the, the, the difference with these reviews is going to be, you know, this one's 29 plays. I think Beckton's like 24. Werfs is like 31. Uh, Ruggs is really short. It's like 11 plays. So I might just make that completely free. 
Um, because there's not, you know, I get what's on YouTube and what I could find. It's not really like I don't have coaches film. So the problem with that is you'll see me do with like with uh, McGovern, you know, just to go back to really, real, you know, the really recent guys when you have the end zone view and you have the bird's eye, you could really see run plays, what they're trying to do. You could see leverage, you could see footwork, you could see different steps. I can call the steps out when you're from the broadcast angle. It's easier with tackles and his guards and centers, but it's still not very easy to break down film from the broadcast angle. So it's going to be a little bit less depth or a little bit less in depth, to be honest, but you're still going to get a better feel from him than watching YouTube highlights or, um, you know, whatever, or just watching these games yourself. Maybe hopefully I can point some things out to you that you're not necessarily noticing. Uh, but just to go over him, uh, 6'5, 315, 36 and 1 eighth inch arms, which is absolutely massive arms, which you love to have, you know, that, that length, that tackle, um, really any position, but like tackle, uh, defensive end, outside linebacker, corner. You know, you really, really like to have those long arms. Um, the games I watched LSU, Notre Dame, South Carolina, Arkansas State, uh, Texas, Vanderbilt. Now, for the strengths and weaknesses, strengths, uh, vines for arms, as I mentioned, drives feet and run game, powerful player, grip strength, anchor, rarely saw an effective bull rush against him, looks for contact, stays light, uh, stays tight to left guard when possible, put in quotes, uh, admittedly spotty here, uh, spotty here, or not quotes, uh, brackets, whatever, I don't know how those things are called, uh, good angles to second level, good at passing stunts off, can cover ground with first step, gets out of his stance, hands, uh, gets hands on first, strong punch, aggressive, looks to bury uh, defensive lineman on down or combo blocks, continues to work feet and run game, creates ton of movement, defines weaknesses, uh, average foot speed, clunky feet, pad, pads rise and fall in pass sets can struggle against speed in NFL inconsistent set points needs to work on uh, knowing proper set point to take working in space will have limited effectiveness can be top heavy in pass sets plays on toes too often uh, base inconsistent tries to deliver too big of shot at times throwing him off balance or out of position in run game uh, can see some wind up in pass pro punches hands land wide at times needs to work on feet hips covering gaps on first and second level and pass protection will open hips too soon versus speed instead of getting, uh, instead of gaining depth. So you're going to see some of that stuff. We're going to run through these plays relatively quickly. Like I said, uh, I'm not going to get as uh, in as much depth as I typically would just because like I said, it's a little bit weird at the broadcast angle, but like I said, you should get a pretty good feel for the player after 29 plays of, of watching him. Um, and the first thing you're going to see here is you don't, you're automatically going to see some of the things I said where, where his head, his head rises and falls um, too much in, in a play. And it's just not, you don't see that with good footwork. Um, when you're, when your center of gravity is, is popping up and down and up and down at that, you see the, the footwork is not super smooth. It's kind of like slamming into the ground. It's not really, um, it's not really just smooth in general. And you don't want to see the pad level. You want to be at one consistent pad level. Like even if you just watch the right the right tackle, you see how his how his helmet is pretty much in the same spot the entire time, even when he's moving. You you want to see that it's gonna it, it shows that you have a better base and you have just smoother feet. Um, and here you're going to see. So I, I think he frames him pretty well. You see that you see that outside foot pretty much splitting the rusher, and as a rusher, you know, gets even with him, he's gonna open his hips. Um, you're gonna see the the length come into play here with his with his uh, he gets his left hand onto the chest it looks like and then the right hand onto the back and and chase on slips. The one thing he does do is sometimes you don't see him get to the set point you don't see him work too much vertically where he could meet a guy. 
um, where he's going and throw his hands. Instead, sometimes you see him open his hips up a little bit too much and then lean for it, which he's doing a little bit right here, but it's not killer. Gets his hands on. Uh, and then and then finishes them to the ground and lays on top of them. So there's some good here, some bad. You see you see the length, but you do see the the clunky footwork, the the average foot speed right here, opening a little, maybe a little bit too early and leaning too much on his toes. But um, overall, it's not not too too bad. So let's see the next play. Uh, tight to left guard, length up. Uh, always happens. I always have too much windows open and have them not like in the right order. Because there's still, I have like four windows open. All right, uh, let me see. Share. Okay. Nope, that's my review of him. All right. Well, not having technical difficulties, I'm just an idiot. So let me just friggin' pull up this 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 play. Okay, there you go. All right. So Thomas tight to left guard, length up arc. All right. So there's obviously a lot going on right here. Um, they could be trying to do a few things with this. Obviously, this is you're, you're right before you see this. One of these guys might drop. I don't think they do, but you're gonna see some. You're gonna see like a two man twist or stunt right here, um, most likely. So yeah, you have that. You have that twist right there, um, where where this guy's gonna come over the top, which is chase on into the uh, and try to penetrate that that a gap. They sent a ton of guys right here, but. Uh, I like how in this situation, Thomas is not just jumping right to the outside. He's he has his eyes on Chase on at first, and he's staying uh, tight to the to the left guard. He doesn't want to get too far outside and then have all these guys somebody twist, somebody somebody loop into that into that B gap. So he stays tight to him, keeps his hips square, which I like. Um, he watches Chase on when Chase on uh, loops inside. His eyes flash to the outside, so he you know that's not his responsibility anymore. Um, leaves that block. Opens his hips, um, gets his hands onto again the the left onto the chest and the right onto the you can call it the rib cages and pushes him right up the arc. So again, you're gonna see like with with the full speed, he doesn't have like the quickest feet. You could see how he you'd see instead of you know like right here, I would like to see him gain more depth. You know, instead of just opening up too too soon like this, like he doesn't really try to gain depth. He kind of just concedes and opens up. Um, and the problem with that is it's not necessarily okay. Well, because he's passing him, he might not give him the inside. But the problem is when you give, when you open up like this, he has a lot of room right there. And what a lot of guys in the NFL will do, if you start to open up early versus them, look at look at all the surface area they're going to attack. A lot of guys will rush up field, turn right into you, one hard step to the outside off their right foot, and direct all their power right through your chest. When you're when you're more square to the line of scrimmage, you're not giving them as much. Um, obviously, you're, you're, with your chest square to the line of scrimmage, along with your hips, you're not giving them as much to to turn into to 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 power uh, to to power rush into uh, speed to power. So I, he opens up a little bit too soon here. I like to say I like to see him stay square and get more vertical. You can see how he starts opening up, not when he's even. It's, it's like a yard or two before, so he opens up a little bit too soon. You're going to see him play on his toes a little bit and lean. Um, good defenders in the NFL. Uh, if he's leaning like this, they're either, either going to rip through because they're only working past an arm, or they're going to chop that down, um, whether it be a cross chop or that near chop, and he's going to fall right on his face. So it's, it's, it's kind of it's like okay that you know, it's good that he stays tight. His, his eyes are good, drag hand. Um, maybe you can check him a little bit right there. Um, but I, he opens his hips up a little bit too soon for me right there, at least in my opinion. So you see some of the length of with his hands being able to get onto that guy. So next play, tries too hard. Okay, so he's most likely going to try too hard in the run game because, like I said, is, is one of his weaknesses. 
All right. So they're mid outside zone and Thomas takes his like zone drop step where any step like in the way of the zone is people usually call it a zone step, but to be more precise, it's like a zone slash drop step because he's dropping that foot right, right there. So I'm going to call that a drop step. Um, and that drop step, it, it really just allows him to, to read the, the offensive line, even though in the NFL, you don't, you don't see that as much in the NFL. I noticed it's like a little bit different footwork with college where there, a lot of guys in the NFL aren't necessarily just taking that, that drop step, even when they have insider inside leverage or outside leverage on the guy. Um, it's something I noticed a little bit more with both him, and back then, they're taking like a lot of drop steps to, to read a little bit more, um, but drop steps. And he's going to work with the left guard um, on that column of four, column of five. It's kind of hard to tell. Uh, column of four I or four. And he works with the um, left guard on him. And he works back to the to the Mike backer. And my problem with him is here is you're going to see him really lean into this block and, and commit himself hard and, and apply it full speed. See how he overcommits? I said that he overcommits in the run game, trying to deliver too big of shots and, and doesn't take like the proper angle or um, whatever it may be up to the up to the second level. Where here, you know, you want him to stay more square, use more of that that cross shove that I talk about, you know, stuff him into the into the left guard. Um, but instead he really tries to load up and, and deliver a shot. You'd see that one he doesn't have good balance when he's throwing the shot so he's really just trying to direct all of his power right through him without maintaining a good base so if he doesn't make contact with him he's not really going to be able to use that use that body that he's throwing that that punch against as a rebound which he doesn't and you can see how straight he is this is not you're not balanced at all right here straight up there's nothing to um you know combat the the angle of your upper body and your and your shins you want you know like i said before you want the, the thighs working at the opposite angle so he's way too off balance right here leans right, way too far into it commits too hard into it mike linebacker scrapes over top and is able to get in um on the tackle of the running back and regardless of what happens with the rest of the play i'm evaluating him so even if this, this play did work out which there are like i said simpletons out there who even if he has a bad play if it's a good play result you know they'll say oh well it, they got 10 yards that's not the point it's not the point so um he might have a good play on here which he will uh where they get tackled for a loss for five yards so all right um oh and this is something i said in the last podcast when i recorded the first the first 20 minutes and then i got deleted um is that he is my ot3 um i have the i have my big board like i said uh, the big board is only eight players. It doesn't include Tua Tagovailoa. It doesn't include you know Herbert. It doesn't include uh, Chase Young or any of those guys. It's just the guys I'm watching, and it's mostly the, the guys I think the Jets are going to be picking. So it's only out of the, the four offensive linemen, three receivers, and and Chase on. And Thomas is my number five overall player. As I go through this, I'll, I'll, re I'll reveal my ranking, but Th Thomas is my five. He is my OT3, but for the Jets, he's OT4. Um, I feel like the other guys can move a little bit better than him. He is – I like to see him more in gap power, moving bodies instead of working in space and having to get, you know, positional leverage over that physical leverage you need in the gap and power scheme. Um, and the Jets are, you know, a pass-happy team, 11 personnel. They're going to they're gonna ask him to move in space. He's not going to have as much help 
um, than he would in one of those other uh, schemes where it's more about, like I said, just just power, down blocking, all, all the kicking guys out, drive blocking, a lot of those type of things. So um, he's my worst fit for the Jets, but still people have asked if he's there at 11, do you want the Jets to take him? Yes. Now, do it, if I were Joe Douglas and I'm not, um, would it be a tough like, – like picking between him and Judy, who Judy's my second overall player out of those guys I watched. I love Judy. Um, you still probably need to take – or you still need to take Thomas because that's more important for Darnold. But at that point, like, you know, maybe are you looking to trade down a couple of spots and, and grab a Jones or a Jackson? There's a lot of different people who feel differently about those guys. Overall, I would say just probably just take Andrew Thomas because I think in any other draft, he is – he's a, a – Easily, you know, no doubt about it, top 10 pick, the best tackle, the second best tackle in the class, but because this is the top, you know, one of the best tackle classes we've seen in years and years and years in, in terms of the top, um, he might slot out of that top 10, maybe, you know, to the top 15, um, right into the end of that top 15 area. Maybe he might go second um, in terms of the second offensive tackle. He might be the first offensive tackle, depending on how safe guys want to play, because he's a safe prospect. He doesn't have a very low floor to me, so um, – We'll see. But this is some good movement skill from him. So he uses, again, I can't really tell the footwork. I don't necessarily, like here, you're going to see a lot of NFL guys like use that ricochet technique where they're going to shift their momentum onto that right foot, drive off of that right foot instep and, and throw their shoulder into him to generate some more power. Here, he's kind of he's kind of leaning for the block and just steps right into him. Um, just throws a shoulder out there. So it's not the, it's not necessarily the best footwork. Again, I'll like to see it from the, from the, the end zone angle to see exactly how his feet are, how much he's leaning. It looks like he's leaning a little bit, but like I said, these reviews are a little more simple because I don't have that um, view, but works on the combo with, with the tight end. He's, he's the, you know, he's the high leg of this, um, of this block where the tight end is the postman or the, 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 the postman is supposed to take over the block, which is tight end, the, the tight end tries to do that. Um, it's going to be hard against a, um, defensive end who looks like he's at he's at least 290 um, I would say so Thomas assists him the best he can um, scrapes you know get, gets up to the linebacker level um, stays square and is able to pick up that linebacker I, again I can't tell where his right hand is looks like it might be inside but drops his shoulder into him and then is able to to drive him out and, and define and define that so he does a good job here the rest of the line does and I don't necessarily love the call right here um, Again, because you have – you might have man right here, man, and maybe man, but you still have a one-two. You have a you have an eight-man box, and it looks like you're going to have um, man coverage on the top right here. So I, if I was Georgia, this is, a, this is a play you check out of, and you either throw that bubble um, or change it to something else. I don't necessarily love running against eight-man box, especially when you're expecting a, t a tight end to be the postman on a 300-pound, uh, 290-pound – uh, defensive end right there, especially in a tight zone. As this is an outside wide zone to the weak side, then I get it a little bit more. But when you're running this tight uh, or belly zone, when you're expecting you're expecting a cutback, you know, it's a very likely scenario at least for I, – I just don't like the setup of this play, to be honest. But um, regardless, Thomas does his job, helps out the tight end the best he can, gets on to number six who's blitzing the, the linebacker and uh, ducks his head into him and, and drives him, you know, out of the play, at least if the running back were to cut up field and, and have some room. So let's see here. I'm just going to run through all these plays. Sometimes I try to read what I said before so I can get, you know, it could be a little more crisp. I always try to do that, and then I never do it. I just, I just don't. I just like the rules run through it together. And five. 
Okay. Oops. Wings that to the top. Okay. Similar play as last play. Um, another like drop. Uh, it's like a brace step right there with 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 Thomas. Um, doing that, he's, he's just trying to open his hips up a little bit and, and, and work himself into the inside without gaining ground upfield. Um, drops the shoulder into him. Good job taking on the inside shoulder of the three tech, the four eye right there, um, who is late to, to react to the snap. Takes on the inside shoulder. Still stays square to the, to the, uh, to the linebacker level. Stands him up a little bit. And the tight end attempts to take over on this uh, called a tray block and works up to the linebackers as we're actually the good thing about this play too, is you don't want to leave combo blocks too early. It depends on who's teaching. Like you might want to combo block and then work up to the, to the Mike backer. If it's the outside zone and you know, he's going to start to scrape over the top on more of inside plays. You don't want to leave early because um, especially third and ones, you, you want to, to reset that line of scrimmage to, to drive him a little bit um, because they might be running right behind your ass. So you're, so you're the second level is kind of the, the second level is kind of the secondary worry on this, you know, on this type of run where outside zone, you know, different run situation, they might be more of a focus. So good job by him dropping his shoulder, creating some movement, keeping his eyes on the second level. Um, getting off of that block uh, with good thing. He just, you know, he's just using that, that lever technique, using his arms and gets off of it, gets onto the linebacker and moves him out of that gap just a little bit. So he really defines that hole for that running back and look where the running back cuts, right? Where Thomas is doing his work. So good job by him moving some bodies in the run game right there for his running back. Good and bad. All right, let's see what goes on here. All right, you're going to see something like the foot speed right here. Um, he covers some decent ground on that on that first step. He covers like a, almost like a, a yard-ish. It, to me, it looks like he could cover or he could load up a little bit more on that, on that, uh, on that post leg right there. Um, doesn't look – you want it to be like almost like 90 and 10. Like you'd see a guy like Joe Thomas – almost look like he's got like he's like not even has he, like he doesn't even have any weight I can't even think like a one-legged um like a lunge almost um and it really allows you to load up power and explode off of that leg it doesn't it, he looks almost like 60 40 here so I can see a little bit more load up on that leg uh I think it's just Chase on who is an interesting player but when he when he comes from I think his two points stance a little bit a little bit like a uh this is not the same player but I'm just talking about them in terms of their stance and their explosion out of it. Polite had a really good explosion out of his stance when it was a four point. Two point is a little bit of recoil. You see a little bit of recoil in, in, in Chason's game. That's what I see. Um, but when he when he is four point stance, when he times it right, holy crap, he can move. So uh, Thomas throws out the drag hand. You see that you see that right arm right there. He stays tight to the right guard. Um, but here he's not like at this point. He needs to just gain depth. So, like this is like, like the inconsistent set points. If he if he were to just to, just to gain depth right here, 
you know, he wouldn't be forced to open his hips like that. So he's not really trying to gain depth. And I know he's trying to throw that drag hand, but you got to, you got to abandon that at a certain point in your snap. So if he was just to keep, to stay, to stay square to the line of scrimmage and gain depth, now you, now you throw that left arm, you know, in, into the outside peck, the inside peck, the V, wherever it lands. And then you're able to, to, to bring your, your right uh, leg around and, and pretty much just drive him completely out of the play and up the arc and attacking that hip with the right hand or the rib cage, whatever it may be. Um, but you're getting a lot more force into your punch and, and, you, and you cut him off, really, when you're, when you're not going to fight to gain depth right here and just open up. Now he's just working against your, 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 your arms instead of your legs. It's, it's all upper body here, and you're going to be off balance, you know, which, he, which he is off balance. This is, this is not on, this is not, you're not balanced right here. Um, and guys in the NFL are going to use a hump, uh, an inside spin, whatever they have to do, and they, and they start feeling you lean like this. They're going to rip through. They're going to chop. They're going to do a bunch of things. But you don't want to be you know, top-heavy and really leading for blocks. So I, I like to see a better set point right here and, and get more vertical. Um, now you don't want to get too vertical too quickly because you don't want to cut them in, cut inside. But when you see him rushing hard outside like this, you got to you got to start to gain some depth right here. And that's not necessarily because of slow feet. At least it doesn't look like him when I'm playing in like slow motion. It's just because he doesn't try to. So that's what I said like him not knowing the proper set points and things to take or the proper sets. Um, and there are some times where he vertical sets where I even see him 45 degree set. The guy is tight, but, you know. But going to the next play. Overset but recovery. All right, so he's gonna he's gonna set too far outside on this one. First chase on. Yeah. All right. So this isn't necessarily a vertical set. It's not necessarily a forty-five degree set. It's kind of in in between both. But you really want that outside foot splitting splitting him. So where how his outside foot is pointed, he should be almost like like here you know, um, where, I'm, where I'm circling with my mouse. Um, so he oversets right here. He jumps too far outside. And what that does is now his, all of his momentum is going to the outside right here. And look what's, look what's here. A huge gap to the B gap. And he's not, even, he's not even at your level yet. So he's going to be able to stick that foot, that right foot harder to the ground. And if he were, if he were better, if he were cleaner with his technique, an NFL guy, a, a, even a decent rusher, when they're they're reaching like that and they're off balance, look what they defeat that one long extended arm, um, which is not generating a lot of power. With with really his upper body and his and his lower body are like disconnected right there, where it's it's just all upper body in, into this punch. It's more of like it's not even really a punch; it's like a containment hand, like an oh shit hand basically. And uh, if he were to defeat that, he is he's pretty much screwed. Or if he rips through it, if he does something better than he, he tries to chop it, but it's like it's like almost too shallow into his body where he's not able to chop it. And uh, Thomas is able to recover because he throws out that hand, but it's not going to necessarily, that's not going to work always in the NFL, not even close. Uh, but he does recover. You see that length right there. And then we like said, he's not, a, people, people will automatically assume because he's not Wills or Werfs or, or Becton. He, he's a bad athlete. I think he's just a decent athlete. And compared to those guys, he looks like a bad athlete. Um, but he's able to, to recover, get his right arm in there, drop his post. Um, and, and then he wrenches them where he's going to get that, that right hand inside. And then he's going to be pushing on that right hand, you know, to, 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 to straighten his back out while you're pushing on his hips or back. So you're pushing like two opposite directions, kind of just like to, to stand them up. So he can't keep leaning forward into that rush. So he wrenches them. You see how he starts standing him up. You see what I'm talking about? So right hand into the chest, left hand onto the back or the, or the hips. 
and they work in opposite directions and it really stands them up um, and, he, and he wrenches them right past the, the quarterback's level. So some good and some bad right there with, with Thomas. Thomas versus speed. Let's see. Yeah, and you're seeing you're seeing a lot of him opening up really, really soon. Um, and when a guy is outside like this, and, and unless you know you're going to get there, which honestly he might he 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 might be able to just keep 45 degree setting right here, but he he goes a 45 degree set and then like gets into a vertical. So if you're gonna if you're in a 45 degree set, which I don't agree in this situation, you you just want to you want to make sure you're gonna you're gonna throw that outside hand. Just make sure you keep sh shuffling laterally. So. He doesn't really do much here with his with his set. Where in this situation, when it, when you can tell that he's going to rush hard, you can tell just by his body language. He's really he's going to rush right here. Um, this is just chase on, by the way. I would like to see a vertical set right here, um, unless it's a is it a quick pass? No, it's not even a quick pass. So get get vertical. Just load up on that leg, explode backwards. You know, don't don't overset don't get too far outside or, or necessarily too vertical so you can cross your face but even if you do get too vertical and they go across your face you're able, you're, you're able to push them shallow over the quarterback so um there's a give and a take there but you don't you don't want to open up right away you don't want to overset in terms of getting to the outside if you're a little bit too vertical as long as your hips are square you can recover from that um so here i would like to see him vertical set and, instead of taking that hard step outside like he's going to to 45 degree set and then open because now again look Let's talk about he's 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 not taking the proper set point for me, um, and now he's it's a lot of arms and a lot of leaning on his toes, um, and he's able to use that length to push him up a little bit, but but strong bend from from Chase on there, um, you know that power through contact bend that we talk about, and he's able to get his hands on the quarterback. This is ruled incomplete. You can see how you can see the ball is coming forward, but it's because of his set, and obviously his foot speed isn't the, isn't the greatest because maybe if he did the, if he did this, if he was a guy like a Werfs or Wills or whatever, they might be able to catch him and and chase him up that arc. Um, but because his foot speed isn't the best, he he's not able to. But um, I don't like I don't like his set right here. So. He lets up the quarterback hit right there. Uh, chase on, angle to second level. All right, play nine. Breezing through this. We're about we're a third of the way done already. Like I said, these are going to be a little bit less um, of in depth reviews of these guys because the broadcast angle sucks. If you know anybody who get, can get college film, I'll pay you to get college film. So maybe not. Probably. <laughs> so let's see here. Um. Left tackle again. I think he takes good angles to the second level. I think I've seen some people say he doesn't take good angles. I think he takes good angles to the second level, to be honest, from what I've seen, at least. I didn't see all of his games, though. I don't have access to all of his games. I wish I did. Um, but I, I think he's pretty effective in those angles. So um, right here, it's, it's, a, it's a good angle. It's, he's not taking the angle to the, to the linebacker, um, to, the, to the, uh, the, the will linebacker. Some people call if this a Mike, this a Jack. Some people call, you know, if it's like if it's like a four down, some people might call it a, you know, a, a Sam, a, a Mike, a Will, and a Jack. It's all dependent on freaking people's terminology. In this set, I'm calling him the uh, the Will. You might call him the, you know, the Sam, the Will. I mean, the uh, Mike and the Will. Um, but he works up to that Will. With a good angle, again, not to him. He's taking that like that, like I think with uh, Skarnecchia called like straight line blocking, where he's taking that angle to where he's going to be, um, takes the angle where to where he's going to be, gets his right hand probably into the chest, 
and just drives them. And this is an RPO. Um, not a great RPO. Not, it's, I don't know why he's so hesitant to go inside this, this number three receiver, um, which makes it a tougher throw and a, not a good throw by um, – that's not a bad throw by Fromm, I guess. He should lead him a little bit, though, because the quarterback the cornerback has a chance. But we're not evaluating Fromm. We're not evaluating the Georgia offense. So good block by Thomas. Good angle to the second level. Good movement. All right. Okay, so I'm just going to play this in full speed. And I just the only thing I want you to watch during, this, during me playing this full speed is Watch his athleticism. Like I said, he's not a bad athlete. He's just not Beckton Wills or worse. So this is a this is pretty. That's, that's decently athletic there. Like I said, you can get by with him. It's he's he's not he's not he doesn't have his feet in the sand. It's just not elite or t- near elite like the other guys are with their foot speed and things like that. Um, even though their technique might not, might not be the best all the time, their foot speed, their smoothness is all really really good of the, all of those guys. So. Um, He's not covering a lot of ground with that first step. I'm fine with that in a situation when guys are tight like that. You you want to you want to you know, um, especially with a guy like stand up like two stand up guys like this. There there definitely could be a, a twist or a stunt game coming here, especially with five down guys. You can do a lot with this. So you want to stay tight to that B gap as long as you can, especially with this type of look. It, you know, that guy drops into like a whole wall defender, and uh, Thomas doesn't cover a lot of good uh, ground with that first step. Good thing he's not oversetting. I'm um, staying tight to the B gap. Short, choppy steps uh, for the most part. Again, they're, they're kind of slamming down a little bit too hard for me. You want to see more, more smoothness um, in, in his steps. But he is taking – you want to see short, choppy steps. You do not want to see big steps. Minus that first step, maybe if they're, if they're wide, you know, wide technique, whatever it may be. Um, but you don't really want to ever see big steps. You know, if you're skip pulling, square pulling, open pulling, you might want to see some big steps, but not, not typically, do you, you know, like I said, rarely there are situations where you do want to see big steps to cover ground, things like that on those type of blocks I was talking about, but not here. Um, as you can see, like I said, they're, they're, he's going to, to penetrate. He's going to try to, you know, call it a penetrator. You can call it. He's trying to pick them. Some people call it like a pick loop and he's trying to, he's trying to pick the, uh, pick Thomas basically and carry him inside. Uh, Thomas does a good job of not over committing. He power steps. That's what I call a power step where his post foot's going to stay his post foot. So they're going to stay. It's, it's hard to, I can't, I can't do my fingers. Cause I'm, it's like working in a mirror, but his post foot's going to stay up. And instead of, and instead of committing to the block, we're going to drop his post, carry him inside, push him and have to flip back, he's going to power step. Where power stepping, you're really just using your arms and your and your your post foot is going to go in the direction of the post foot. So if your post foot's the, up with the right foot, you're going to go into the right direction and just use your arms. So uh, I call that power stepping. So he he, he power steps right here, uh, just uses his arms, keeps his, his hips square to the line of scrimmage, and then is able to, to, uh, to drop back outside, uh, shuffle, get his hands on he's leaning a little bit but uh the quarterback's getting rid of the ball so it's not a huge deal um they, that, that this penetrator this picker he might be wrapping his arm a little bit around thomas which which drags thomas inside a little bit again i like to see have uh, all 22 film for that but uh, thomas able to get back outside to get his hands on so overall a, a good block from thomas over for, in, in many aspects uh, two blocks. This would be two plays in a row, I guess. Usually, if it's two blocks, when it's like it, it, they're plays right in succession of each other. So, all right. So let's look at another RPO. Yeah, he's re- he's reading these secondary players like this, like cover triangle, 
And if they start to attack downhill, he's just going to throw that bubble, make it a what should be a true one-on-one situation. He breaks that. Does he break the tackle? Okay, yeah, for two or three yards. So uh, Thomas is going to to down block um, on this play. It looks like it's it's going to be a combo, and they're going to, he's going to work up to the um, to the, the to this backer or the the high leg is, which is the left guard, and he just supposed to overtake that block. And a lot of times, instead of instead of seeing him get his hips, you know, um, in front of guys and cover gaps, which is more of the zone-based scheme, uh, which you have to do is get in front of guys. He's more of that power drive blocker where he just wants to bury guys, and which you can do in zone too, uh, obviously, but. Instead of instead of trying to overtake the guy and you know use the shuffle technique, use whatever, he's just gonna get right into the guy. Which again, he has to watch a little bit with leaning over here, but he's just trying to get into him quick. Um, it's okay in this situation. You just want to watch that a little bit. It's something to note. A lot of waistband, as you can see, um, and he just drives him right to the ground. You're gonna see his you're gonna see his leg drive, leg drive, leg drive. He drive he'll drive people all into the ground. Um, so they gain three yards. The next play should be second and like twelve if I'm right. No, second and twelve. Jet motion. Another tight, called a tight zone, belly zone. Again, it's hard to tell at this angle, and I'm not trying to watch it a million times. Um, good block from him right here. So um, you're going to see him. He's right He's right here. Sorry for if people aren't able to immediately find the left tackle, but um, works down works downhill and gets his – looks like he's probably his right hand onto the, onto the rib cage or the armpit – Left hand's most likely, or it should attack the hips, even though it doesn't necessarily look like by the body he's attacking the hips. But he um, pushes that guy inside. You're going to see him move him two yards inside. That uh, looks to be like a two-eye technique or a two technique. Moves him. Doesn't overcommit. Pushes him. Stays square. Uh, and it stays square to that linebacker he's going to work up to. Shuffles. Gets on him. So he creates a lot of movement in that, in that B-gap. Moves that guy, moves this guy. Good, good job by Thomas on that block, even though the run doesn't um, work out there overall. Length. All right. Uh, I remember running this down. I think it's a, more of a negative play, even though it's kind of labeled positively. Yeah, so they're running an an end around, you know, fake inside zone. You have like the jet mode. It looks like an inside zone split into a uh, into a uh, end around, and Thomas works on the combo uh, the combo with the left guard. He might get a hand on right there. It looks like he might not even get a hand on that that three technique inside of him, and then he goes to work up to the second level. Uh, others seem to say a little bit more in control here. Um, a little bit too big of steps. So I just seem to say a little bit more square and a little bit more uh, balanced in in his base and allow him to, to to kind of adjust his angle quicker. You can see how he kind of if, if this guy was to really shoot hard, um, which which the linebacker this linebacker does shoot relatively hard. But if he was to just straight away, um, Thomas might not be able to reach him. So I'd see a little bit um, less commitment to that three tech. Uh, where if he if he's gonna knife inside like that, let him knife inside. Stay square to that linebacker and get your hands on him. Like cut him off right there. Um, he goes a little bit too far outside, a little bit too out of control, or a little bit out of control. But you see his length come into play where he's able to reach into him and just truck. Here I'll play it in full speed. You see him truck him over right here. 
even with just his hands, you know, he, he, he tossed them to the ground. So, um, some good and some bad. I, I'd actually probably, if I had to put that in a negative or a positive, I'd probably call it a positive. You know, he does overcommit maybe a little bit to the guy inside. So, play 13. Okay, so similar, you're seeing like a lot of down blocks, combo blocks. Um, again, similar situation. They're running a called another called another tight zone belly zone. Um, again, I'm not going to try to go through everybody's hats and see where they're going, how they're trying to block, and the leverage they're trying to get, especially in this angle. Take me a while. I probably did it for the article. I'm not doing it right now. So he works up right to the second level. Again, takes a good angle. You'd like to see a little bit more balance again. That waistband, you don't want to see that. It, guys in the NFL are gonna sidestep you, and you're gonna go, we're gonna blow right by him, and they're gonna make you look silly. So, I uh, would definitely like to see him less waistbending, playing on his playing on his toes to the second level, and and stay more balanced. He is able to get his hands onto the linebacker, um, and and take him out of the play. But overall, again, some positive, some negative there. Combo, another combo block. Watching a lot of combo blocks. Right here, left tackle. Like I said, uh, in, instead of just instead of taking over the block, he'll take over the over the block by just burying the guy into the ground. So, uh, offensive line, all zone steps, they're running zone to the, to the right, whether it be a, a tighter ability again, which Georgia likes to do clearly. Um, you have the, uh, the 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 three tech really try to get low, um, turn his body to avoid contact, things like that. Um, and get his base super, super low, so it's harder to attack. But you have Thomas who, who gets into him, and it looks like attack, he attacks the armpit. But when, when Thomas is going to attack you on a combo, on a down block, and you're not able to brace immediately against just him, uh, good luck with him not moving you two, three, four yards or not burning you into the ground because that's what he does right there. He is a powerful guy, and if he's able to get hands on you in that contact point, and drive through his legs, it's it's game over. Um, he's going to be a mauler in the run game for sure. He needs some work in his past stuff, but he's, he's going to be a mauler in the run game for sure. So, again, zone, uh, if, it, if it's inside, belly, tight, I think he fits better. He definitely fits better than if it would be, you know, if it were a wide or an outside or a mid. But I feel he's best on counters, uh, you know, pull not I don't want him pulling on like a on like a GT uh counter or anything like that or OT counter whatever you want to call it but um if he's to kick a guy out and and the the GT is coming from the opposite direction then uh, he'd be good so another situation in the run game where he's working he's working on a down block they all call it down blocks they're all like zone stepping again so Georgia really likes to Instead of having an A point of an A or B gap when they're when they're all zone stepping, they like to kind of go to that backside A gap or front side A gap and let the running back decide from there. So um here you're going to have um him working to the to the three technique, him to the three technique, and he is able to take on the it looks like the inside shoulder. I'm not sure about the hand placement, but he just drops his head into him. And you're gonna see just watch this guy's hat right here. You're gonna see him, you know, get blown backwards. You see how much movement Thomas creates right here? 
so when he when if he if he gets his hand on and you see some he gets I think a little bit pumped after this place it's a touchdown. Um so some positive negatives, like I said, with the the lack of all twenty two, it, it makes it a little bit more simple in terms of uh, what you can really get into with footwork and things like that. So next play. Another time he's he's working he's working down against the two technique two technique and the left guard to get into it they're running a inside zone read option and so they're not going to worry about this this uh the backside edge right here because that's what the quarterback has to worry about if the if he crashes down he's going to pull it um and thomas not sure about where his hands go again i hate broadcast but he's just going to drive through his 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 lower body, his his trunk, and just take this guy to uh, to the ground again. So there's not a lot of times where you see him working out, you know, down where he's not going to create a ton of movement on a guy. Um, and that's without what I've seen to be um, perfect hand placement. If he had perfect hand placement, attacking guys' hips and things like that, and had a little bit better of a base or didn't have as much uh, waist bend, he would be he'd create even more movement. So with more coaching, he could be even better. patient with hands okay um so this is a, this is a good this is definitely a better pass set for me so you see how he, you see how he's vertical setting and if this was like chase on he might he might open his hips right here and and just try to and just try to carry him with his hands and, and chase him up that arc but i like how he he gets into his pass set um you see how in this pass set his feet are better here he's, he's definitely more comfortable with whoever he's playing um, when he was playing chase on, you saw his, his, his pad level, you know, up and down, up and down, up and down, and his feet stomping to the ground. It's really clunky and not super smooth and, and balanced. And uh, here you see, you see what I'm talking about with the, with the helmet level. It's much more consistent. It, it, it still pops up a little bit up and down, but overall it's still much more consistent. His hips stay square. Now, uh, I'd like to have the other view for this, but it looks like his hips get frozen a little bit or his feet get frozen right here. I, you don't ever really want to see the feet stop moving. And it looks like when he goes to punch his, his hips freeze. And the thing about the two, so he does alter his, his punt, his punches, which is good because if you're just a guy who throws your outside hand, guys will prepare for that. If you're just a guy who throws your inside hand, they'll chop it down and spin you inside. If you're guys who shoots two hands, you know, guys are going to prepare for that NFL, but I do think he changes up his punches enough where you can't predict them. Um, here, it looks like he throws both hands. You got you got to be sure when you throw both hands, which he does, that you're going to um, land them. When you shoot two hands, your hips are locked, and it's going to be a lot harder for you to, to, to get outside or inside. When you, when you throw one hand, you're not locking your hips out. It's just the way the body works. So it looks like his, hips, his, his feet freeze a little bit here, throws that punch, and you see how he has to kind of work back to him. Like, there's a little bit of that lag right there. Um, so I would like to him to keep maintaining his depth, throw that, throw that punch, but, but, but keep seeing, or to, to continue to see his feet work, um, backwards. So it looks like he freezes a little bit, but he's still able to get outside left hand inside, right hand onto most likely with the, what is the back and able to maintain the block. So, uh, plus play for him there. Stunt pickup. By the way, the Becton film. It's like I said, it's only 24 plays, but it's a lot of the same stuff. You're, you're going to see Becton take that drop step, get his hands on a guy, completely just torque him outside, throw him outside. Next play, throw him outside. Next play, throw him outside. 
you can do that in college in the NFL. Like I said, he needs a he needs a decent amount of work on his technique. Even though there are some guys who will be able to use just straight power against, but it's not going to happen as much, especially when you're not playing, you know, linebackers who are who are 215 pounds. They don't have good technique and things like that. So, um, some pick up. They're running a ET stunt right here with the uh, the five tech and the three tech. Again, the tighter they are, the more out you, you want to expect a, a a twist or a stunt. So should expect it at this point. Gets into his pass set, gets into his pass set. His again, you see his, his feet are a little more clunky here. You see his, the, the pad level on this one. It's not as consistent. Um and his and his feet are slamming to the ground. They seem a little bit more level and you'll be able to react, you know, laterally a little bit better. Um, but overall. He again, like power steps right there. He doesn't. He doesn't flip his or he doesn't drop his post and, and carry him inside. He plays long, shoves him inside, stays square to the to the outside with that power step, and is able to get his hands onto um, the the rusher right there. So so good job by him. I'll play that in full speed again. He has some athleticism. It's just not like the other guys. But that you could see you could see how clunky he is right there. Clunky, clunky. It's just not. It's not as smooth as when you watch the other guys. I will show you. So. Um, his length is good, though. Good power step. Good job with uh, staying square, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so this is good. I have this is good and bad. The one play we have from behind, I think this is the only play. Right, so he drops that left foot. He's opening his hips up to the to the edge. Um, this is where I'd say, like, okay, he's not taking his feet with him into the block. Do you see how straight his legs are when he when he comes when he comes into this block? All of his momentum is going through that guy. Like I said, you want you want to work your angles. This is pretty much like a straight angle, and his body's leaning hard into him. You see some of the you see some of the of the the bending from the waist right here, where his legs are straight, and his body's leaning over. Where you want to see, ideally, you know, pretty much the the body be on the same level or the same angle as the legs with the thighs um the knee to the thigh working at, at a direct opposite angle with your with your hips you know uh sunk uh to kind of counteract your leaning forward and to have a good base and so he gets his hands inside but his hands shoot from low here low and wide so overall i think he blocks this guy but i don't think it's a good play to be honest i, I would mark with a negative on this one so um leans into it and if this guy, if, if this linebacker were to get his hands inside and jolt him back and then hop back and rip him to the ground, he's going to the ground right here, but the linebacker is not good enough. You see how he is super off balance right here. This is not because he's driving into him. This is because he is off balance because he hops back. It's just not the best move to get away. So he's super off balance. So he is able to block him and stay with the block and drive him outside. But overall, I don't think that's a positive play to be completely honest. So uh, play 20 of 29, top heavy. Yeah, as you see, you know, you you hear people say, okay, well, his, you know, he, he leaning on his toes, leaning um, into blocks, making him making him off balance. And there are some times where his base is actually people come in and said, oh, I think his base actually is too wide on some blocks. I think his base is too narrow right here. His feet are pretty close; to, they're they're coming pretty close together. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna say he's too narrow of a base. His hips are a little bit too high for me. I want to see him more, more sunk into his stance as he's, as, he's getting, as he's getting back. And, again, he's opening his hips up pretty early here. 
I would like to see him vertical set. If you're going to vertical vertical set, you don't. He doesn't need to turn his hips right here. His his hips are turning too early, so he's giving up his chest. Um, where if he were to, to you know to, to vertical set, um, keep your hips square and and give him less to work against. You're giving him a lot of a lot of things to work against here. The in terms of the edge right here, um, or even here, if you, if you wanted to like 45 degree set, you could or jump set him. But he needs to change this up. Uh, doesn't not really effective with his set again here. Leans into him. The guy looks like he gets into his chest and then rips him down, pulls him down into a arm over, and it leads to a quarterback hit right here. It's not a fumble. It's, a, it's an incomplete pass, so um, needs to fix that up. Drives feet, finish block. All right, some tight quarters. You definitely like to see him uh, in, in tighter quarters, in my opinion. All right, so again, he's working down. Again, the offensive line is all flowing to the right. He's going to work to, to cut off or just drive the um, four eye tech, wide three, loose three. And left hand onto the back. Right hand is most likely inside. And you're going to see him, he rolls, he rolls up the power through his hips a little bit right here. Right there. And then you're just going to see him drive off of those feet. The left foot is working to like get lateral and you're going to see him that, that right foot working off the instep right there. So he just driving off the power of that instep with that right foot and pushes the guy one onto the ground and, and pushes them, you know, good three yards into the end zone. Look at that. Look at that lower leg. Just, just drive from Thomas. Don't, he doesn't stop his feet. He doesn't stop his feet until damp until play is over. I like that. I definitely like that drive right there. That is, that is just effort. That is smarts. Do not start turning those feet. Hell of a block. All right. 22 combo. All right. Works on a combo again with the left guard on the three technique and onto the back right hand, hopefully inside. I, uh, so here, again, you want that you want the hand on onto that onto that hip, and the right hand, you know, inside. But because because really, when you're when you're onto his back like this, you're not really creating pressure in any positive type of way. You're not really assisting yourself with, with driving him or really resetting that line of scrimmage. Um, but he's able to get a right hand inside. It looks like, and then once that guy slips off of his block, he works right to the number twenty-two, who is. Um, pressing down the line of scrimmage a little bit more, gets his hands onto him and drives him a few yards back. So overall good. Like I said, there are definitely some things to improve on with that block. A little top-heavy length helps. We've seen that be a little bit of a trend. Again, I, I, I didn't even look at his upper half. I looked at just his lower half. I'm assuming his paddle is going to bounce right here. Yeah. Again, those those feet are not super smooth. Um. Again, don't want to. You don't want to reach for blocks. It, this is just a split second early that he reaches for this, but he just continue in your vertical set. You know, and even if you don't want to continue in your vertical set because you don't want him to cut inside, you know, you could you could run your feet in place. You know, root down whatever it may be. Um, but 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 you can't just. Um, you don't want to lean into the block, and you see him lean. 
See that lean? That's not a good, that's not a good, like completely straight leg, pretty much completely straight leaning. Um, and it, he, he's going to fall over if he doesn't have that point of contact. That's why he's not, he's not balanced. So I would like to see him just to continue to gain depth right here and be ready for the inside move. And if he does get the hand in, get your hand on the hip and, and, and push him right past the level of the quarterback. That's fine. You know, there's going to be times where guys are going to try to cross your face. He's got to respond to it, but you don't want to lean for that, for that block. Um, leans for it. And then his length helps. This is where the length, you know, the guy looks like he's going to use like that, that Aaron Donald, like jump by that he does with the, with the arm over. I don't know if he chops the outside arm or what he tries to do right there. Like can't see, but length, that's where the length comes in. That, that's that extra inch or two that matters. <laughs> and he pushes him right past the, the, the quarterback. The quarterback hits the uh, number one on that, that snag jerk route just a little bit. So 24. Uh, okay. Good angle to second level. Again. So he's most likely at the beginning of this play looking to block. This could have been another another RPO if this linebacker crashed inside um, with like that bubble screen right there. Um, that's not what happened. The, the linebacker, you know, g- gains some width, so he doesn't he doesn't he hands the ball off, and uh, he's going to bypass that inside technique because he is going to try to get outside right here. So he's going to pass that off to the tight end. So I, I like, I like that he, cause he's definitely going to block him here. I don't think he's supposed to just bypass him off of the um, pre-snap alignment. So he passes him off. Okay. Yeah, good. He gets, he gets, he gets a little, a uh, little hand check on there. Doesn't do too much, but it does disrupt him at least a little bit and then works to the, um, to the linebacker. Good angle. Leaning a little again, leaning a little bit for the block. You, you better base right here. Uh, shuffle in front of them. Better uh, base, but you don't you don't necessarily want to see this. So good angle, but better block execution needed. Is still able to get his hands onto him and uh, and take him you know out of the play. So some positive, some negative. Five plays left. Play twenty five. combo to second so they work on that uh that tray block the combo with the uh, the tackle and the tight end doesn't overcommit to it they're gonna they're gonna read that back if that backer scrapes over the top he's gonna tr- probably try to become the um the the postman and, and this guy um scrape over the top to take the linebacker but the linebacker um attacks the the interior b gap um good job by by thomas you know not overcommitting too much. Uh, his hips are a little bit overcommitted, um, but as long as he's aware of that inside, it's it's okay. Doesn't commit his full body. Yeah, it kind of does initially, but not not too long into the block. Um, still just uses length, which is good. Gets his hand into the ribs, throws him, gets square, gets low. This is better. Might lean a little bit into it, but still gets gets lower because he once he adjusts that block, drop his weight, drop his weight, drop his weight right hand into the into the chest and completely takes him out of the play. So this is this is a this is a really good combo block um from him. He's a really good combo blocker for sure. 
some technical things that every college player is going to need to work on. There's not, there's not one perfect college player. So there's not really one perfect NFL player, to be honest. I've never seen a perfect player, no matter who it is. You're not going to be perfect on every rep. There's just absolutely no way. So there's guys who are near perfect, but let's see. So with this play, this is like – so he's getting into a, into a vertical set, like a short vertical set. He's not, he's not covering too much ground, which is fine. The short choppy steps right here is fine with the guy tighter in, inside with that edge right there, um, the tighter edge. So I'm, I'm fine with the choppy steps for sure. He's playing a little bit on his toes right here. I, I think he's leaning a little bit forward. I would like to see him have a little bit better of a base and, and, and have a little bit of a more arched back. So he's playing a little bit on his toes for me right here. He's, he's leaning a little bit forward. Um, it's not, it's not too bad, but I just wanted to point it out. And again, I don't, I, me personally, I only like two-handed punches if you're in tight quarters, not versus edge players, unless they're right over top of you and they're bull rushing you right, not, not bull rushing because then you want to lift. But if you're going to jump set them, two-hand punch, that's fine. 45-degree set, you have the chest, you see it, fine. Vertical setting, two-hand punches are risky. So if they see that coming, again, in the NFL – um, they might they they might have a better spin move up their arsenal here. Maybe maybe you know attack more outside, get a tighter spin move directly into him. You know, split his body with that foot, chop and really roll off of him. Um, this isn't the best spin move. He doesn't eat up enough ground um, for me, and his step is more lateral instead of you want to see it more like kind of like splitting his legs, um, so that so that there's less recovery time, um, and so that that actual spin is more effective, but. He defeats the arms, so he he, cho he chops down, and that's because I don't like that two-handed punch. That's that's a little bit too risky for me right there. But he is able to uh, to recover again. This is where the length comes in. He shows some some athletic ability. I can see it, you know ch chasing that guy up the arc. That's why when he starts like, literally chasing him, um, gets his hands on and and pushes him up the arc. So uh, that you definitely see that length coming to play right there. So three plays left. Then we're done on Thomas until the Jets draft him, and then maybe we'll – I don't know. Maybe more film will come out or something like that, but I, there was not a ton out there. And this isn't film. This is broadcast. So I'm breaking down broadcast. So. Okay. So he's working on the combo again with the left guard. Left hand onto the shoulder, right hand most likely inside. He leans a little bit, but in more in tighter quarters, you you have more leniency um, with guys in terms of leaning because you want to get into him into him fast, and you can see him roll up that power through the hips right there. He rolls it up, so he gets his hands in. Um, he's gonna drive his you know his his hips forward through his legs with his body you know kind of uh, arching upwards, and he's really generating power through the ground right here. So he rolls his hips up to generate that power. And just drives, 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 and they and they take him down to the, to the ground on that combo block. So, good combo block with him, and the left guard overset the second to last play. Oh, I'm I'm. You guys are already seen this before. If you've been watching long enough, uh, look how big that B gap is, and look his his foot. His foot is not splitting that guy. It's not even close to splitting. It's outside of his outside foot. So he oversets right here. So. Um, in this situation where the guy is one delayed off the snap, just run your feet. Just root your feet. Root them down. Just run them. Foot fire. Whatever you want to call it. So he oversets. And then 
look what he does. Kind of panics with his feet, splits, hops backwards, and, and throws both hands wide. Um, if anything, instead of doing that, power step right here. You know, uh, get, you know, step in this st- same stance, but inside so you get tighter to, the, to this, uh, you know, make the B gap tighter. But instead, he, he hops backwards and throws his hands wide. Again, an NFL guy, a good NFL guy. He's in, a, he's in a seam oversetting. He's in a continue upfield. He's going to cross your face with paired with a chop and good luck stopping him there. Um, so not the best edge. And he might also have, you know, good 80 pounds on him, but he's able to reset. He, dr- he drops the post and does he pass him, pass him, uh, no, or push him past. I don't know why I'm screwing up my words there, but um, not a good play from him. Over, overset and even with the recovery, just not a good recovery. Just, throwing his hands like that instead of power stepping or dropping the post earlier. Um, next play in the last play. Thomas rides outside. All right. Okay. Eight in the box again. Five men on the line. Working against the the four tech right here, Thomas versus the four tech, and he is going to again take that like that drop step. A lot of colleges are are doing that. I don't necessarily know if it's because they they want to read and react type deal or um, whatever it may be, instead of like a ricochet or whatever. But here again, he's he, he too much waste spend in, in his run game. Um, I want to see a, a bet again, a better base right here because you're ducking your head. Um, you're not creating full power when you're, when your body is, you know, almost like a, like an upside down L it's, you're just not generating as much force. So you want to be better with, uh, at that with, with the NFL. And because of that, like that drop step, um, it's kind of forcing him to lean a little bit or maybe making him think he has to lean, but I don't necessarily love that forework right there, but gets into the guy. Um, and he's in the, the, the four technique, the D end is going to fight to, to stay to the outside. And with this being what looks like an inside zone, um, that's fine. You know, you're defining that B gap for him. Now, now that B gap is going to be, you know, even bigger, obviously, you know, a lot of guys getting quickly here on the running back, running back still able to pick up what looks like to be a first hour, almost a first down, but, um, good and bad here by, by Thomas. Good job by him. I'm not trying to fight to stay in front of him or anything like that. Just letting, just riding him to the outside. Once he gets outside, just redirect your force and, and keep pushing him outside. Let him, let him go where he wants to go. That's the good thing about zone. So um, that's it for the Thomas review. Like I said, it's going to be a little bit shorter with some of these guys. It's not going to be as in-depth as two McGovern reviews because I don't have the, the film necessary to do it. Um, I wish I could get a little bit more in-depth with some of these guys if I had better angles. Try to do you know mostly the best job I, I, I can or mostly and say – I do the best job I can with these guys. Um, appreciate everybody for listening. I'll be back. It's Thursday. The show be, should be posted up in a couple of hours. Um, and then we will be back on, like I said, most likely Saturday with Becton and then Monday with Worfs. And we're just going to keep chugging along at the, uh, the potential draft targets for the Jets. Three weeks from today, the NFL draft is going on. It's going to be interesting to see how it's held in terms of over FaceTime, Zoom, Facebook Live. Like I don't know what it's going to be. But I'm telling you right now. If I'm watching it and it starts to freeze up and it goes out and the stream gets disconnected and all this crap, and I'm putting it on my TV, I'm going to be pissed. So they better figure out 
a network to stream or something. I don't know. They better figure it out. But uh, um, it's a good distraction. I have people, like I see people like, oh my God, people are worried about draft prospects right now. Look what's going on in the world. Okay, what am I supposed to do? Just sit in my room and watch the news all day and worry about it, you know? So I hope this gives people good distraction. But uh, be smart, stay inside, especially, you know, not especially if you're from my area, but New Jersey tri-state area is, is bad right now. So, uh, but even if you were, in Texas or something like that. Just be smart. Stay freaking inside. It's not that big of a deal. People are, are fighting wars, saving the world, and we just got to stay inside and watch TV to, save, to, to potentially save people's lives. So let's just stay inside, please. Um, I will be back in a couple of days. I will see you guys on Twitter um, whenever. Uh, like I said, five-star review. It's awesome for, for me, for the website. Uh, helps people, us get out to people. We have five more reviews. I'm choosing somebody random for a free subscription, lifetime subscription to the to the website, which includes numbers and film breakdowns and the podcast and so much different things. And um, even if you don't want the free subscription,